0: Video recordings of this podcast can be found on raisingequity.org and raisingequity on YouTube. Hi, folks. I'm Dr. Kira Banks, and this is Raising Equity. On today's Diversity Download, I want to talk about allyship. I have three questions that I've been playing with that I think will help us be better allies, whatever we're trying to stand up for, um, whoever we're trying to stand in solidarity with. So let's first start with like allies and allyship and the term. I know for me over the past few years, when I've heard people talk about being an ally, I, I kind of have cringed, maybe even rolled my eyes a bit because I'm like, okay, where are they coming from? What do they think this means? Is, are they thinking performative or are they thinking like really substantive? And, and folks use different terms. I've heard people talk about rather than using ally, let's think about being co-conspirators because that denotes kind of like being in it with each other more. And I think whatever term you use, being an ally means you're showing up uh, for a group that you're not a part of. So you're showing up and you hope that what you're doing is seen as supportive, as as being um, an ally, advocating. And, and yet that's something that you don't get to necessarily claim, that folks in that community Get to say yes, what you did, what you said, how you behaved—that that felt like it was in solidarity. And so I'm I'm hesitant in some ways to to kind of label, um, you know, be label myself or claim ally. It's more of I attempt to show up for others, and I have to be in relationship with folks who have different identities. I have to be in community to get the feedback to know if it lands if I am being effective. And so allyship happens in the context of relationships, some sort of genuine relationship and connection because being an ally means that I'm in a way like not taking the struggle as if I am being oppressed, but I'm taking the struggle up in a way that it matters personally to me, that someone who is a member of a group that I'm not a part of is being negatively impacted. That it's not just a pity, oh, I'm sorry that happened, that shouldn't happen, but it's a, it, I am personally offended that, that sort of like, I care about you and your community that much, that I want to make sure that I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm, I'm with you and I'm in solidarity. <sighs> the other thing I want to say is that with With allyship, I think that sometimes we wanna jump to be allies, but we don't wanna do the work or we jump over the work of recognizing our own positionality and naming our own positionality. So before I get too far ahead, because I think that I wanna share these three questions and then let's put it into action, right? I think that these questions will help us be better allies. One, who's the group most impacted? Two, what does being an ally for that group look like? And three, how do we know we've been a good ally? That if we can bring ourselves through those questions, that that can help us improve our skill around being an ally. So that first one, who's most impacted? You might say, well, of course, like it's the group that I'm wanting to stand in solidarity with. But what I have found is that people want to jump to do things like whether it's sign a petition or show up at a protest, but they haven't done the work of naming the dominant identities and what's actually happening in the built landscape, the setup, the systems, the structure, the practice and policies that's created the inequity and the reason that you need to stand there in solidarity with the group. For example... I knew that, I know that when Mike Brown was murdered in St. Louis, Ferguson, technically, St. Louis area in 2014, so many people came into the streets. George Floyd, similar. So many people came into the streets and were outraged, but they actually didn't understand the depth of systemic racism, the way in which the police system has historically, since its, since its origin, been a tool of anti-blackness. So that's a matter of naming the dominant identities of whiteness and whiteness that abuses power in the position of law enforcement, right? And so they wanted to show up in solidarity, but they didn't want to name why they were having to show up in solidarity, And so we can't sidestep, we can't sidestep calling out and naming the oppressive systems that are operating. Now that does not, does not mean that all people who are white or in law enforcement are, you know, problematic, but it does mean our system has been set up to privilege those groups and to give them power and if folks in those positions abuse that power that's how we get to where we are and so it's important to be willing to name the dominant identities the power dynamics the ways that the system is set up so that's number 1 you know naming who's most impacted if i think about for myself there are all sorts of ways in which I can think about the multitude of identities that I have. I think foremost about being a black woman, but those are identities that I want people to be allies with me uh, because they're, they're non-dominant identities, identities that things haven't been set up for. But when I think about being cisgendered, being heterosexual, those are identities where I hold the dominant identity. The system is set up to benefit me. Things are set up to benefit my identity. And so that's where I need to be mindful of thinking about like, so... The trans rights issues that are happening across the country, the assault on folks who, in terms of gender, identify on the spectrum, and the way in which agency and choice is being taken away from folks who are young, who want to seek um, hormone therapy, just all of the ways in which we are either blocking education or access to medical care. Those are things that don't impact me, like me personally, but they impact me personally because I want to be an ally. I want to advocate. I want to show up for my friends. I want to show up for my friends who identify as non-binary, folks who identify on the spectrum, my folks who are trans. I want to stand in solidarity. And so that's where I have to do my work in understanding who's most impacted, that I don't just get to say, oh... You should be able to have this choice that I have to do my research and my work to understand the history of trans rights in our country or lack thereof, the different ways in which as a community they've been attacked and marginalized or the history of folks who are on the spectrum in terms of gender, and whether it's through understanding like their role in the Stonewall riots or understanding the different ways that folks were accessing care and support and medical uh, transitions historically and present day. There's education that I need to do to be able to show up as an ally. And that's ongoing work for me. That's, it's not done. It's something that I, that I continuously am like, all right, this is not a way that I identify. It's a, it's a group that I'm not a part of. This is where I'm called to allyship. Let me do my research. Right. And also let me continue to be in relationship with folks and community and not put the burden on them to teach me, but also be open to being teachable and open to learning, open to being taught, open to being non-defensive. So if I want to show up as an ally in that space, right, that's a whole bunch of work. In that first question of who's most impacted that I have to understand not only folks who are impacted, but also my own identities, my own dominant identity, where things are set up for me, things are set up for my identity, what are the ways in which I take up space with my cisgendered identity? What are the ways in which I take up space and have things set up for me? Right? How can I understand some of the privileges that I have and then leverage those, perhaps? And that takes us to the second question. What is being an ally look like? Like what is that behavior? I think too often we jump to that second question and we haven't done the work of the first, right? So you have folks who are swooping into a to a Black Lives Matter, move it for Black Lives protest, and they're doing all these things and it's like, wait, do you does is that allyship is that what folks who organize this action wanted from you? Right? You need to ask yourself that question. And so in that same way, I have to ask myself the question of what do my trans friends, my non-binary friends want? What does allyship look like? Does it look like showing up for an event? Does it look like using my cisgendered privilege to advocate for or against some legislation? Uh, what does it look like? And to ask, but not ask in a way that just sits back and says, oh, tell me what to do, but asks in a way that says, I'm willing to be humble enough to be told what to do because I want to show up for you. I don't want to just show up and do what I want to do. Or as some people have talked about, like a savior mentality, like be glad I'm here to save the day. That's not how we want to engage folks. So we want to be willing to ask. We want to reflect on our own identities. We want to think about the spectrum of behaviors that we could engage in. So it's not just one way to be an ally. Like what are all the different ways that are on the table that we could show up and advocate? And then how do we create space like, to, to not center ourselves as members of the dominant group? What does that look like to center those most impacted? That is a question worth sitting with. And I think all of those questions, sub-questions, can help us get to what what it actually looks like to be an ally. And then once we've reflected and tried out some behavior, then we've got to ask, well, how do we know we did it well? How do we know we've been a good ally? And that is when we have to be in conversation with those that we call ourselves showing up for. So we have to be in relationship. We have to be willing to, to ask, how did I do? What, how did that feel? What do I need to do differently? And again, this is in a, in a way that's like in relationship and authenticity, not in a way that's like, um, that. like I said, kind of sitting back and just wanting to be told what to do in a passive way. It's like, no, I've, I took this risk. I took this action. And so now help me out give me some feedback. I'm open, I'm non-defensive, and I'm willing to learn. I share this because we all have places where we can work on our allyship behavior. And so we have a landscape of identities. We have different identities in terms of our race, our religion, our sexual orientation, our physical abilities. The list really can go on. And I think too often we Don't stop to think about the places where we have power, the places where our dominant identities take up a lot of space and practice being allies, practice showing up for others in a way that puts the onus on us to reflect, to to learn and to understand what has happened to even call us to have to be an ally and what do we experience as members of the dominant identity that we might be able to leverage and then to be an authentic relationship to get feedback about what we've done. So, I hope those three questions help you. So who's most impacted? What, is it actually, what does it actually look like to be an ally? So behavior, right? And then how did I do? How do we know we've been a good ally? To be in relationship, to be in conversation. Those are iterative questions, questions we should continue to ask ourselves as we practice showing up for each other because it's important to understand how interconnected oppression is in a very tragic way, but also in a... I don't want to say beautiful way, but in a way that can bring us together, not in an oppression li- Olympic sort of way, right? Like, so if you're being an ally, be an ally. You don't need to make it about you when you're showing up for someone else, but in a way that like King talked about, that we are caught in an inextricable link of mutual network of mutuality that affects one of us. What affects one of us affects all of us. So King King really talked about how we are caught in that inextricable network of mutuality. And, and that's real. And many times oppression can be a way that we connect, but if we can show up for each other, it can be a way that we can connect to re- release each other, to release each other, to, to move those bars, to dismantle the systems, to create more space for freedom and for all of us to have, like be in touch with our, our inherent dignity and our humanity. So, I'm curious what your thoughts are around allyship. What do you think of the word? What do you think of my questions? How have you showed up for folks? How people showed up for you that worked and didn't work? Uh, So share with me, Uh, you can follow me. I'm Dr. Kira Banks on all the socials. Let me know what's on your mind when it comes to allyship. Thanks for joining me on Raising Equity.